Hello, I'm Dennis Smith, and you're listening to Queer and It's Working. Queer and It's Working is a weekly podcast series that interviews people from the LGBTQ community who have found joy in their work. Every week, I'll speak with a relatable role model and ask them about their career and the joy and sense of identity they get from their job. Hopefully, it may inspire you that there are a multitude of careers available to queer people and that you're not alone in figuring out what you should do in life. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Queer and It's Working. Today, my guest and relatable queer role model is Nick. Hi, um, um, I'm very happy to join you. What is your job? I work, do you have to say the company name? Is that something that people say or? Well, I think it's probably important for your work. I think like, okay, okay, Nick, I don't know you very, very well, but from what I think I know about you, I think it's the company why you like your job so much true so true. it might help okay so i work at checkpoint zurich which is a center for sexual health and i'm my official title is um, coordinator for projects and processes but what i'm really doing is i keep the <laughs> i keep the company afloat no not afloat but like Anything that comes up, I'm trying to make it work. On, in one part, I'm uh, the HR of Checkpoint, but I also give out um, results from tests that we do. I am like responsible for processes like onboarding and stuff like that. But also if there's like a water leak, they will call me. Or if there's, I don't know, whatever is needed, I'm, I'm there to support and, and take it on. And that's what I love about my job. Okay. So you knew whenever you were starting this job that you have to kind of be involved a bit in everything? Yes. Or was that a surprise when you started? No, it wasn't a surprise because I didn't apply to uh, an official job opening, but I just sent in my CV and my application and, and I told them I really would love to work for you guys and like gave a quick description of myself and my interests and well, I like it if things come up and I have to adapt and, and be quick on my feet. It sounds like you really had some initiative because you, you contacted Checkpoint when they didn't have a job and said, these are my skills. Can you make a job around these skills? <laughs> That's basically it. <laughs> and so who came up with the name of your, of your job? What is it? Coordinator and administration processes. Coordinator for projects and processes. My apologies. Projects and processes. Um, my boss came up with that. Do you have a short title? Like co-pro-pro? <laughs> no, but I think I should. <laughs> well, there's a there's a German yeah. expression which I use a lot in my job or to describe my job, and that is "Mädchen für alles." Little girl for everything. Yeah. 
<laughs> why why is that is that your expression or is that like a famous swiss expression i'm not even sure if it's swiss but it's definitely german and it's just like if somebody who takes care of things if whatever for whatever comes up mm. I wonder if there's like a, an English equivalent. I, I want to say I want to say dog's body, but I think dog's body is a bit more negative. Well, I like dogs, so I I don't see it as a negative, but okay. <laughs> no, mädchen or girl for everything sounds much nicer. It's fun. But then I suppose with with a job like this, do you sometimes get requests and you think that's not my job. I wish my job was a bit clearer. It depends. Uh, usually I really like it, but sometimes there's things, if things are coming up that I realize, okay, this person just doesn't want to do it and wants someone else to do it, then it kind of bothers me a bit. But usually I'm all in and I'm, I like to be supportive, I guess. So what is it what is it about Checkpoint that wanted and uh, made you want to work there? Was it the environment that you knew specifically you would be working with a lot of uh, queer people, people from the LGBTQ plus community? What was it? I'm not sure if the community or the queer aspect was that important to me. The main thing was that I wanted to do something meaningful. I had checkpoint on my mind when I, a couple of years earlier, when I was still studying psychology, I wanted to um, do my internship at checkpoint because I thought that would be really interesting. And I knew Ben, the co-director from before, and I saw him um, when I was out someday and, and I approached him and I was asking if they do internships and I, they didn't. So that kind of went nowhere. But then after finishing my studies, um, I started a, a job that I didn't like at all and wasn't, uh, wasn't a good fit at all. And I stopped working there. It was really important for me to find something that has meaning and that gave me that sense of um, importance. Whenever you say a company that has meaning, do you mean because Checkpoint um, is a sexual health clinic? It kind of is a sexual health clinic that seems to be more guided towards the LGBT community. Mostly gay men, I think, go to Checkpoint, don't they? Is that the meaning? that you were looking for, that this is actually helping people? It's not like a, a profit organization? Yes, it's a non-profit organization as well as, um, I, think it's, it, I think it's important work. People are sexually active. They sometimes, depending on where they're from or what their upbringing is, their, their relation to sexuality and sexual health is um, difficult or they don't know much about it. And I think that Checkpoint does a very important job in informing people, making their sex life, especially for people from the community. Uh, we show them that it's a normal thing to have a sex life and a healthy sex life. And it's important that you take care of yourself and your body and your sexuality. And that's a good thing. There's more kind of um, I don't know how to put the, how to put this, but there's kind of social aspects to your jobs job as well, where you get to go to certain events, 
to promote Checkpoint or make people aware of Checkpoint, yeah? Yes, that's right. It's a sexual health clinic. Yes, we do STI testing and that's probably our main income as well. But we also do a lot of stuff in uh, prevention, giving out information. We offer psychological counseling. There's a lot of things involved around the community and sexuality and healthy life, I would say. When you describe it all like that, of course, it's going to be a really rewarding place to work. I think so. Um, can I ask, what was your job before Checkpoint? Because that wasn't rewarding. That didn't have any meaning. During studying, we had to do an internship to complete the, the degree. And there I went into personal development um, at a, an international company uh, like into HR and that turned out to be not my cup of tea. Yeah, but this is related to psychology. You went into HR from your psychology degree as a work placement, yeah? Yes, um, an internship in personnel development. And yeah. why wasn't it your cup of tea? Hmm. If you tell me this, are you going to break Swiss banking laws? No, 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 no. Because do you think I'm the of... type? Do you think I'm the type that goes into banking? <laughs> I don't know. Credit Swiss has a HR department. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 I have some standards. <laughs> no um. No, it was just it was like it turned out to be very political in terms of depending on your relationship with certain leaders or figures in places that mattered I had the impression that it wasn't really necessary for them to work as much as other people did because they knew the right people um, there was also a lot about being like upfront everything was being presented as very diverse and open-minded and and it was not so that's what probably bothered me the most you know it's really hard for me to talk about this because I've I've had a really bad time also because it was 2020 and corona started and the job that I was supposed to start turned out to be so much different than it was supposed to be um it was very it was very conceptual and very administrative and all the parts that i thought were going to be interesting like doing conflict management classes for people for staff which i think i need to like the the, the con being in contact with people and that is very important to me in work and in life and it was all cut down. I was just like basically sitting in my cubicle doing conceptual stuff, which I didn't find interesting or even necessary. And in the end, you can analyze it as much as you want, I think, but it still comes down to, is it a good fit or is it not? And it just wasn't a good fit. Okay, so you're quite a self-reflective person you analyzed your position and the job and it wasn't a good fit. 
you were stu- you you studied psychology you're an, uh, you have a bachelor's in psychology yes yes so is there not a part of you that wants to maybe go further in the psychology aspect of it because considering these three things you know this is not something that you would also find meaningful too working in psychology you mean yeah i think i'm working in psychology all the time <laughs> And office psychology and checkpoint. Are you making? You're running the ship. You're making sure everything's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm not sure if I would if I would put it that way, but yes. <laughs> Do you sometimes feel like a couples therapist at work? You're you're like the the stable person maybe between two employees that have had a disagreement. Me stable? Have we met? <laughs> I'm not kidding. I think every time I've met you, I've been the unstable one. <laughs> um, I guess there's a part of me which is very good at mediating or negotiating between people, but that's not really something that I had to apply a lot at checkpoint yet. I would say. What about in the position before, so we can talk a little bit maybe why 2020 wasn't a good year for you. I can can assume maybe a a few things, but I won't. Um, But in, in the previous position at this company within HR, did you feel like being a gay man presented obstacles for you in the profession do you feel like it kind of held you back because obviously this is not an issue i imagine at checkpoint being gay yeah is not really an issue at checkpoint no no i'm sure it's welcome well actually i would say it doesn't really matter that much at checkpoint and i think that's what i like about it i mean it doesn't matter if you're straight or bi or gay or trans or whatever you just be you And that's what I love about it. And as far as the former job goes, just a little anecdote, because I was outed by my boss to the CEO, which in hindsight bothers me a lot. Back then I was like, oh, no, no, that's fine, because I'm a very open person and I don't care about that. But in hindsight, I was really, that was one of the signs that that wasn't a good fit because even though I'm a very open person and I'm, I'm very comfortable with being gay and I, I, I don't think it, that even matters um, or says a lot about me as a person, it's still not something that somebody else should be discussing or should be, should be of importance at all. That's what I said about Checkpoint earlier, that I like that it's, it doesn't even matter. And I think the story was that the CEO was surprised that I was still single or not married as a then 38 year old man and my my boss told the ceo oh that's because he's gay it's just not it wasn't her place to say that okay do you think she meant it in kind of a a legal aspect like okay he's not married because you legally can't marry as a gay man or she meant oh no he's not He's not in a relationship because he's gay and maybe promiscuous. I don't know. What did you take from it? Oh, that's an interesting take too. No, no, no. I I see it in a in, in an even different way because I think personally, 
it was a way for her to show how open-minded she was. Like, I'm employing a gay man. How cool is that? How hip and, and diverse is my team? I think that was more that. So she, she knew you were gay before you started working there? It's no, she did not know, but because I did, I did my internship there and that turned into a regular job. And that's when I, when it turned into a regular job, that meeting with the CEO happened. And Mm -hmm. that's when she told her. And in my internship, I, well, I just talked about my life as anybody would. And then it came up that I was gay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. I see. So, um, are you in a relationship? No. No. How do you... (laughs) I was just wondering. Well, you know... That was an easy question. (laughs) No. Just kidding, because my answer was so short. No, I'm not. So, I think, well, with work, usually, it takes up a lot of time and energy. You know, if you work Monday to Friday, maybe you just go home at the evenings. I think I asked about the relationship because I thought, how do you, how do you balance your work life? Yeah. How do you balance your work and life together? You know, to keep in contact with friends, maybe to go dating, to see family. Well, you asked me if I was in a relationship and I said, no, that's the short and easy answer, but it's, not that true because I'm in a lot of relationships with a lot of people. Um, but I assumed you meant a r- romantic relationship. Yeah. Are you talking about sexual relationships now? No, but <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> okay. But but like I've thought a lot of about relationships and what kind of relationships that I'm in and what I um, what kind of relationships are important to me what I'm getting out of relationships with different people different genders so that's where I'm heading with my answer like friendships rather than romantic relationships yeah but also what I mean (laughs) Oh my God, this is really getting complicated. Um, Like friendships can be very nurturing and satisfying and can be enough for lack of a better word as a relationship. Do you you know what I mean? Ah. Yeah, of course. So that's, you asked if I was in a relationship and I said no. But that's mm. not really correct because I'm in a lot of relationships and I draw different things from different relationships. Do you know what I'm getting at? No, I think I do. I know I do know what you mean. And I think even about 10 years ago, I had this idea that, okay, if I get to like 80 years old and my penis is a raisin that occasionally coughs a bit of dust, you know, it just doesn't work, and I have no libido. If I wanted to still be with someone and sex wasn't a thing, because for me, still sex is a thing. I want to have sex with someone and someone that I really like. But if it's not a thing whenever I'm older, 
maybe I could be living with someone that's just a friend and that it almost doesn't matter who that person is, you know, man, woman, trans. Yeah, but is, do you we have could to have a connection a different way? Yeah, yeah, I understand what you mean, but do you have to do you have to be in a relationship with someone to care for them and have good sex with them? And I mean, does being in a relationship mean you live with this person? Does it mean you just spend a lot of time with them? What what is behind that actually? I think whenever I'm in a relationship with someone, so a boyfriend, for example, it means that uh, I probably share more with them than I probably share with anyone else. And I think there's some growing involved with this person too. There can be some growing together. I have friends. I have good friends, but I honestly, I don't have great friends here in Switzerland. Most of my friends are not here. But I still like living here and I still have good friends here. But I don't know if that answers your question. But I like the intimacy of a relationship. Maybe sex wasn't the right thing, but the the intimacy that you can have with someone and, you know, whenever that wall of, oh, I don't really like how I look naked, if that kind of disappears after a while with someone and you're just hungover and disgusting and smell like a sandwich from Subway, you know? Mm. Well, my first relationship I was in was seven years. And because you said a lot about growing in the relationship, that kind of triggered something for me because we were together for a long time and I was really like very much in love with this person. And over time, growth was a big issue there. And it, we didn't we didn't grow together or or at the same rate, and that created an issue. I don't know. I I I I'm 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 losing my train of thought. I don't know what I was gonna <laughs> where this is leading. To go back to your earlier point, I do I do understand what you mean about you know relationships don't have to be romantic or sexual you know you can cultivate a lot of relationships that have a lot of um, value and they can be friendships or relationships with family i think for me it's just that i thought or i had to open up my mind about what kind of relationships i actually live in and what kind of relationships that i think I would like on a cognitive level like I had to start opening that up in terms of even though I see myself as a gay person I'm not entirely sure whether I draw a lot of my emotional needs in relationships from female friends and you don't know or you do know, sorry. Oh, can I say both? <laughs> I've come to realize that I that I have a couple of very good female friends that are very important for me and that have an aspect of loving relationship that I haven't 
found again since that last long-lasting relationship that I had with a man. Can you tell me a little bit about your upbringing? Are you from Switzerland? I am, yeah. I would actually say I'm from Zurich. I mean, my parents and my grandparents are from the city, but I grew up um, in the outside of Zurich. Um, but I was always drawn to Zurich. Like Zurich's my home, and I I feel like I'm from here. Yeah. But growing up here, what do you want to know? I mean, how was it? I suppose growing up as a little gay kid. I think it was like lots of other kids growing up. It was for me as well. Um, I always knew that I was different, but we're all different. So I'm not sure if that really matters that much, if you feel that way, because I, f- I think that everybody feels that way, that they're different than other people. I was a happy kid. Uh, I was very good in school. I had lots of friends. I had a nice family. Um, I also was bullied, but not really for being gay. I mean, I've had lots of experiences, but I've it was it wasn't hard growing up here. I think uh, I've had a pretty privileged childhood. I think. And I, okay, feel free not to answer some of these questions. But um, how was it whenever you came out to your family? Coming out to my family was really easy. I think compared to other people, I felt pretty safe in coming out to my family, even though I was it was a. Uh, a stressful time still, of course, but because you never know. <laughs> but I think deep down, I knew that they see me for myself and wouldn't judge me too harshly. And my mom and my brother were totally okay with it. My father was more difficult and had a reaction which I didn't, which I was surprised angry even because he told me that he didn't believe me and that was that was like a slap in the face because for me it was like look this is not something I'm telling you just on a whim and I didn't feel like he took me seriously and that what that's what really bothered me about it and it was really interesting though that like 20 maybe 25 years after I came out I had one of the best talks with my dad about that because I wanted to tell him that that really bothered me when I came out um, to him that he didn't didn't take me seriously and didn't take me like yeah I'm, I'm looking for a word but I can't find it just that he didn't take me seriously and then we had a very long talk about um, how it was for him, me coming out, because it was he was very ashamed um, of himself. He remembered times like in the military service when all the guys would hang out and they would make fun of the, of the gays and stuff. And then he realized, I have a gay son and I love my son and... What I said about gay people surely was wrong. And that's what like triggered him when I came out. And that was a, because I think that the whole coming out thing with my dad 
wasn't really helpful for our relationship back then. And we had a tough time when I came, I was 16 when I came out and I was, I mean, teenage years and coming out and uh, relationships with the parents are not necessarily difficult, but maybe stressful in a way during that time. And looking back, I think that was more stressful than I thought it was. But when we had that talk, like 20, 25 years later, it was like the beginning of a new relationship with my dad because it mended something and made me understand and saw him in a new light. Have you struggled with your mental health? And is there certain things that you've discovered that helps you to recover quickly whenever you feel mentally quite low? I have struggled with mental health. I still struggle with mental health sometimes. And it's important that you keep that in because that's nothing to be ashamed about. Have I discovered things that help? Mm, yes, I think so. I mean, at least I'm, I'm 40 years old. <laughs> I better have found out some things. But... Um, do you think uh, working in an environment where you feel the work is meaningful and you enjoy your job has kind of helped with your self-esteem, confidence and mental health? You know, I don't think that mental health is something that is, oh, it's, it's hard to put this into words. I'm not sure if mental health is only about your mental health. I think mental health has a lot of, I think everybody's mental health is influenced by what is happening around them. So for the part of me that feels um, having a meaningful job is important, that part has helped my mental health for being satisfied, I guess. But working at Jackpoint also brings out other questions that haven't been part of my thought process before, which are harder to deal with because of that environment. Uh, can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah. So it's meaningful work and that's really nice. And that's what, what I draw energy from. And that's a good thing. But it's also being confronted with a lot of difficult stories from people there's a lot of things going on in the community which I find worrisome, which haven't been at the forefront of my thinking before I started working at Checkpoint, but are now more part of it. Can you give me an example? Well, I mean, you're confronted with the sexuality of people and the way that they live out their sexuality. And I'm not confident that all people in the community have a healthy connection to their sexuality mm. based on lots and lots of reasons. I think that our community lacks a bit of, lacks intimacy, which is being, um, or, or might be, um, I can't find the word. Satisfied by something else. Or replaced by something else. Replaced. Replaced, yeah. 
think the community has an issue with superficiality, but also it's a superficiality that comes out of being afraid to be vulnerable. Yeah, or want, wanting to be liked. Yeah. And I, and I don't want to generalize, not at all. I mean, there's 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 always all the stories and all the different aspects, but but there is a certain amount of, I think it's a consumption as a general term that I would say is um, sometimes a bit, for me, a bit sad to watch. Do you think that you would like to give these people a hug or almost be like, I don't know, with a finger wagging, what are you doing? Come on. I think up to a certain point, um, it's going to be a hug. And then from that certain point on, it's like, come on, right. not like this. Yeah. But I guess everybody's on their own trajectory and their own path. And, and I'm not judging. And I'm also, sometimes it's difficult and sometimes it's easier in life. And sometimes things, sometimes things go smoothly. And sometimes there's a, a bit of a rocky stretch. So yeah, but working at Checkpoint also has had me um, start questioning about myself, about my sexuality and how I live my sexuality and what's good for me and what isn't and yeah, stuff like that. I don't want to make a joke, but I'm trying to make a joke. You would do it. Did Checkpoint make you boring? <laughs> And no, uh, I don't mean that. I don't mean that. I actually don't mean that. But I think, in a way, I know what you mean. Well, I know. Well, I know that it's that's um, that's a topic that's that's coming up when I talk to staff members. Some of them, they're like, I lost all my interest in sex because I'm constantly bombarded with sexuality and other people's sexuality and the problems and the the STIs and the whatever, and it it just like my appetite has gone to zero. For me, it's been the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not the opposite, but I, it's just like because I'm surrounded by I'm surrounded all day by sexuality and being confronted by oh, this is how they do it. And, uh, I don't know, even, even talking about prep, for instance, something that it's just, it's, it's just more, more present and therefore lots of thinking involved about it. I definitely got a real sense of sort of the, the joy and the meaning that you get from your work. And maybe this was, you had to kind of go on this journey of the, the psychology bachelors and working in um, a corporate company and so forth to get there. So I'm sure you don't have any regrets. And even if you do, still you're happy at the position you are now. So it's worth it. But if someone could have told you earlier in your life, like giving you some advice in your career to get to where you are now, what's kind of advice could they have told you that would have helped or what what advice would you give yourself like 20 years ago uh, none it's it's all part of the game 
I think I started out as a bookseller and I was a bookseller for 13 years. And now I work at Checkpoint and I did a psychology degree in between. And I, I have a marketing degree as well, which I used before. I mean, it's all, it, it's ever changing and, and things come up and then there's times when you feel very happy in a position and that's the thing for you. And five years later, things have changed because things change in five years time. And so you cannot hold on too long to like how it's supposed to be or how it used to be because things change and they evolve and you should go with the change, I think. And I've had a very happy work life, <laughs> I think. I mean, I loved working as a bookseller for a long time. Then things changed because of the whole publishing world changing with um, online um, business taking over. So it was like, it, it was the time to leave that and think about something else that I might want to enjoy and then go into that. And that's how I've lived my life so far. And I think it's a good thing. So necessarily you're saying that maybe in five years you could see yourself um having joy in a different career and in a different place i i can say yes to that but i can also say i can also see myself still working in the same position at checkpoint i don't know we don't know i think there's lots of things involved i mean besides work for me at least um, a huge part of working is not only work, but also the people you're surrounded with and the people you spend time with because it's a lot of time that you're spending with them. So, yeah. Okay, Nick, thanks very much for talking with me today. I'm sure that anyone who is listening, who's thinking, okay, I'm not really quite sure what I want to do in life, but I feel like I want to try a few things. I think seeing your your initiative and in going for a job and being well skilled in quite a few things and obviously being a very intelligent guy has helped you get to a position that I suppose you didn't really envisage for yourself or see in your future. But now that you're there, you're like, God, I'm kind of great that I had a go at everything because it got me to here now. Thanks. I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure if all that I said in this podcast made a lot of sense. Um, but um, I, I, I mean, I heard when I started at Checkpoint, I heard someone say that, yeah, Nick is probably not going to stay too long because that job is not really fulfilling enough or intellectually stimulating enough. And he has like that I had a lot of skills and, and that I'm that I might be bored pretty fast. And I'm not, I'm not so sure if that's the case because I really dig that whole not knowing what the day might bring because this and this comes up. And I think that's, that's, that's what works for me. And the, 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 the little girl uniform that you get to wear every day. Yeah, skipping around the office. <laughs> with, my, with my pigtails. <laughs> pigtails and the mustache that's perfect it makes me want to go to checkpoint i'm gonna try and get a 
<laughs> no, I shouldn't <laughs> say that. I'm gonna try and get an STD nurse. I can come in and see Nick. <laughs> oh, you'll get it. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, Nick. Thanks very much for talking with me. Thank you. No, definitely. But don't feel sorry for me because I don't I said I don't have a lot of friends. I have the friends that I have here in Zurich I like really, really, really a lot. And yeah, I can count them on one hand if I had if that one hand had three fingers. <laughs> yeah. But for well, me it's enough. It doesn't it's not about quantity though. No, exactly. It's about quality. Yeah. The only time it's about quantity, if it's if it's about M and M's, I think, or Maltesers, mm-hmm. or pizza, or pizza. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh God.